Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. Chop a line now. All right, all right. Welcome back, welcome back. Episode four, numero quattro of Chopping Lines. We're happy to have you all. Uh, before we start out today's episode, we feel the need to pay homage or homage or homage, however you want to pronounce it, to the eternal flame of the NBA. Bill Russell passed away at the age of 88. I can't trust myself, so hell no, I can't trust you. I'm balling. You can call me Bill Russell. Shout out Waka Flocka there, giving yeah. Bill Russell a little bit of love. Waka Flocka Flame and Bill Russell, the eternal flame of the NBA at 88 years old, passing away. And really, you can't overstate what he meant to the game of basketball and a really legend. sports world in general. He was, in the NBA terms, a, a Jackie Robinson-esque figure. Um, he was one of the first black superstars, probably the first black star of the NBA. And to do it in Boston, no less. Yeah, a notoriously racist city. And he, he dealed with a lot of stuff there as a player. Didn't really embrace the community. They didn't embrace him. They, at one point, he, like Boston fans broke into his house, defaced it, wrote racial epitaphs on the wall, Senseless. shit in his bed, took, like, defecated in his bed, ripped up a pool table, all of that. But they'll cheer for him the same night. Right. This is the guy. And Tommy Heinsohn, a, a great. A Celtic great had a quote, and it was like, "Yeah, Bill Russell comes here, wins eleven rings in thirteen years, is the first black head coach, wins a ring, and then they just name a tunnel after Ted Williams." It's like Bill Russell wasn't even really claimed until later, and there was a bit of a give and take with him and the city. But it's just wild how a guy like that still totally dealt. overlooked. Yeah, and uh, you know it. it you have Jerry West, the logo, and with Bill si Bill Russell, number six, it's almost like maybe this is one of those numbers, like uh, uh, when they have 42-day in the MLB for Jackie Robinson. It's like number six could be retired. could see that for sure, and it would be well justified. And it's I not mean, 11 rings in 13 years is insane. Literally dunking over human men and in a culture where all we do is count the rings it's why michael jordan's a goat and tom brady's a goat it's like totally he's got five well. more than michael jordan you know it's like and kind of to piggyback on the point you said very uh contentious within the community it's not like a carl malone situation with utah where he is an asshole he's definitely a creep right like no wonder you're not getting embraced within right. this team like he's a great guy by all accounts he's I feel like if that, he would love that community if they loved him, and I feel like he's just genuinely, or he genuinely never did feel that love in return. Yeah, yeah, it, and it was a difficult time in the country. I mean, he was one of the, he was at the I I Have a Dream speech. At Groundbreaking. The, the Million Man March or whatever, and uh, was there by the side of the likes of Muhammad Ali and other, you know, figures that were bigger than sport and were making a point other than wins and losses and all of that while still racking up all the wins. Um, and this isn't a time he's, they didn't for the first couple of years of his career, they didn't even record blocks as a stat. And it's like, if they did, he would 
probably still to this day be the leader in blocks. I'd imagine untouchable. He like blocked them into play and like blocked them back to his players. Nowadays, it's like we all want to get on Instagram and cheer and shout. It's like, oh, he blocked it into the stands. And that's a sick look. Don't get me wrong. It's a good look. But it's like, imagine if you could block a shot and it's just like you turn it up court and get two. Yep, immediately in transition. And that's how you get 11 rings in 13 years. Out there (laughs) playing volleyball with the basketball, live action. Yeah, like you said, he was... He was he transcended the sport. He was a civil rights movement activist, uh, all of those things. Um, a life well lived, a life well spent. So rest in peace, Bill. You've earned it. Yeah. Also, I think won a championship in high school, college, and the NBA. One of only a few players to have done that. Not so an easy just a feat. winner from beginning till end. And I I would say that if we're talking on that vein i would say the college championship of those three is the most difficult to win sure i think if you're that good in high school you can more or less carry a team yeah like you you are the team yeah yeah Uh, i think in the nba you decide how long you play you decide Mm -hmm. who you play with to, to an extent or another um so i think college you're limited time you have virtually no say on who your teammates are yeah so that's my opinion on that Uh, Moving on with the NBA, we had the 76ers and James Harden. They were eyed with some tampering, uh, some charges, I guess you would say would be the word, uh, regarding the P.J. Tucker and Daniel House signings and Harden reducing his contract. I I don't even know why this is a thing. Like, these players openly will like talk about this shit on I mean, twitter friends they hang out yeah and it's like and daryl morey and james harden are like best friends that's like a like big brother little brother thing or something they yeah to they're think, in this together and that's i mean i understand there's a point between talking at the beach or over drinks with friends and tampering but it's kind of hard to draw that line it's like i don't know and in this age and if you're gonna what do they find what <laughs> It's still an investigation. Yeah, so. but it's like they end up getting fined like a couple hundred oh, thousand yeah. dollars, like a million dollars. Like, yeah, like whatever. It's Here's like, the check. I will continue doing this because <laughs> it's better for me. Hope we don't get caught next good time. For me. That wouldn't be good for me. And in this modern day where everyone's constantly able to communicate, it's happening everywhere. It's yeah. almost like a witch hunt. They pick, in my opinion, who they want to look at. And I'm not a Sixers fan, so I'm sure. not here advocating for them no, not no, to no. get a fine. But yeah, I think it's kind of silly in this case. Everyone knew his because he, he was set to make like forty eight million dollars, forty seven. It was an obscene number when he's clearly can't play defense. He's slowed down. His right. shot's not as good as it used to be. He's fat and out yeah. of shape. With all due respect, uh, right. you know he, he, uh, the pay cut was coming regardless. It, totally, and that's good for him to do that, especially with his reputation of just like getting out of teams when he wants to, and like kind of personally tanking and like gaining weight and losing it and looking good but it's like that's the thing if you're if it's you and Joel Embiid and you can take a pay cut to get some other pieces there you do have the pieces to win a championship but hey James like can you show me a little more effort like I'm glad you're taking the pay cut but also can you come in (laughs) in shape and, and come in at the proper weight and like you know be the James Harden we know you are, where it's like you're just like a walking double double, like 35 points and 10 assists yeah. or whatever. It's like if you do that with Joel Embiid while making some room for other pieces, you can change your whole career around. 
Absolutely. All it takes is one ring. Like ask Charles Barkley, ask Chris Paul, ask anyone. You're right. Sure. Carl Malone, the aforementioned. Speaking of the Jazz. Man, man. Uh, lastly here, NBA, no movement yet on the KD front. The rumors from last week, Boston kind of quelling. Seems like Miami's kind of lingering still in the top. Yeah, like I feel like those Boston rumors were like old. Like when we when that story broke, that those talks had already probably fizzled done for like two weeks. Yeah. yeah, but it's looking more and more like it just might be that like KD will be staying in Brooklyn. Yep, just running it back. I know That's... that there's been more scuttlebutt about the Lakers trying to figure out a way to get Kyrie, but. I have a hard I mean, time we'll, seeing them we'll both see. be there. Yeah, I do too. I mean, that would be that would be wild if if it just ends up Brooklyn more or less running it back, and I guess Ben Simmons plays. But that that would be wild after all of the time that's been devoted to the trade talks and them winning out. It'd be crazy if it's just like, oh yeah, let's see what they can do again. It's like, all right, boys, Lose let's to go. The Bucks again. Yeah, round round one exit. Or the Celtics. Uh, speaking of trade talks. We'll ride right on into the Major League Baseball discussion here. We've had a lot. Lately, we've had a lot today. Hometown boy, cancer survivor, Trey Mancini. Boom, boom, Mancini. Uh, shipped away to Houston. Uh, it was actually a three-team trade. I'm not sure quite on the uh, details on how that worked yet, but it was, the Rays were involved. We got their number six Pitching prospect guy Benny Johnson. The Rays would be involved, and they love moving. They love prospects in general, but I, I think that that guy he's apparently got to get Tommy John surgery. Um, so you know, well, can be on the no shelf longer, for a minute. Yeah, that, I mean that that might be some time for whatever healing or seeing him. But and we got a year. That's no two. longer a death sentence. Now it's like we get Tommy John's. Like it's like oh yeah, like we're going to do it. We're going to clean up a little uh, thing in your shoulder or your elbow. It's like okay, great. I'll be back. We've seen pitchers get Tommy John and come back like brand spanking new. It's like, oh yeah, it's got my car sometimes, in the shop. Yeah, sometimes it's better. Air in the tires. So I, you know, it's a very bittersweet seeing Mancini go. Uh, he was my soapbox last week, but yeah, maybe we'll even re-sign him in the off season. We got two solid prospects in cool. in return. Yeah, I mean, we and we saw it coming. He saw it coming. He kind of gave yeah. a. a as a little send off in the media and then had an awesome moment, couple runs there. Yeah. And like, especially on Mo Gabaday. Yeah. That and, inside uh, the park was electric. Shared that the on the social. That we saw it coming. Doesn't make it sting any less, but we wish him nothing but the best. Absolutely. Another big trade that also happened right after the Trey Mancini news broke. We had the Oakland A's ace, Frankie Montas. He's going to the Yankees. Frankie Monta sounds like he belongs yeah, like he on, on the, the Yankees. He was the star of Malcolm in the Middle, right? Yeah, might as well have been. Uh, the, the Yankees gave up four of their top 21 pitching, or prospects in general. Three of them were pitchers. They also got closer Lee, or uh, Lou Trevino uh, as a uh, part of that trade as well. So they're kind of related to Lee Trevino. That'd be a cool family. Yeah, one, uh, right. one skilled golfer, one skilled closer. Um, so they, I think the Yankees probably have the best staff in baseball right now, adding to an already stacked team. They also added Andrew Benintendi from the, uh, Kansas city Royals, uh, earlier in the week to fill out their outfield. And isn't uh, Aaron judge is like right on pace with the Barry Bonds home run of like, what was that? 2001 or what year was it when 
He either way, he's got forty-two homers through what, like a hundred games or something like that. Yeah, I know he's got forty-two. I don't know exactly what. Uh, so we're at one hundred and one games, roughly one hundred two. Yeah, so he's like on pace for a modern day historic home run. He's season. been incredible, and yeah. he's been killing the fucking Orioles too. I think he's got like nine home yeah. runs against us, and all during his arbitration period and whatnot. Yes, like, sir. Yeah, like it's kind of like the Lamar contract, or like when Joe Flack was like. Well, okay. You're just going to pay me more because I'm going to play myself Someone will. into the money pit. <laughs> and he is. So yeah. are, you, are you referring to the 73 home runs in 2001? 2001. There yeah, we go. That's there what you he's go. Yeah, 2001. 73 homers by Barry Bonds. We know that was a little... A little helped. Uh, it was, yeah, it was toyed with. That but was the fact trick. that Aaron Judge is right, and and you know that's the interesting thing about baseball. It's always like so and so is on the pace. It, it, you can be on the pace to a lot, but to actually keep up with it, and it'd be it's going to be interesting to see too. these next sixty games or so. Uh, but yeah, he can put up another twenty homers, right? Easily. Yeah. He, he had two the other night. Do we want to do just like a a quick little like? Let's all just say, what, how many home runs does Aaron Judge end with this season? Sure, sure. So they've got 69 and 34. Nice. Uh, they are how many games? In, they're 103 games into the year, so they have 59 left. For reference, he's got 42 and 59. I'm going to give him 61. That magic number. Isn't that the Maris yeah. number? I think he's going to just touch it. I got him at 63. Uh, I'm gonna say 64. It was uh, it was Cam a Smith's very good year. Magic number. Yeah. All right, I, I like those. And that's when gonna, the Beatles came to America. That's gonna be fun to track. To. I like that. That'll be fun. Um, he's been he's been stupid this year, and like you said, in an arbitration year, props to him. The man's gonna get his bag. Uh, Luis Castillo. It was a very good, good year. Indeed, MVP on the way for him. Uh, Luis Castillo was traded from Cincinnati to Seattle, our big pitcher on the move prior to Montas, and no movement yet on the Juan Soto front. Apparently that's going to be, if and when it happens, a borderline historic deal wouldn't take it. The 15 years, 440 with Washington. So Yeah, I mean, it's that'll be massive. Well, and this got me thinking because all of the, there was that, a lot of talk surrounding he and Shohei Otani. Yeah. Now, what if I say for the next? I I Soto's what twenty three? I think. I I believe and so. Yeah. Otani's like twenty eight. Yes. But let me say this: Otani does technically does more by a lot. Yeah. Now and Soto's who, not having a good and, year. And like, let's say blank check shit. Who do you want for the next five years? Otani. Otani. Yeah. Otani. Without a doubt, sure. And but but if I said the next ten years, you might say Soto is like, oh, well, I think you will continue to hit home runs and all of that. But Otani, we've we've really never quite seen something like this. So no. it's it's one of those, not that it's a roll of the dice situation, but it's like, who after can you sustain this? And he has for, for about two or three years here. But than yeah, you've been doing it. That's the question, I suppose. But you also have to weigh at that point, is he, if I decide I only want him to hit or I only want him to pitch, he's still plenty valuable at that sure. point. Well, well, and that's the thing. It's like, I don't think, I mean, his ERA and some of his shit's like, I, I don't know like if he could become 8. a better pitcher. I mean, it's pretty good. But if he stopped pitching, you think that his 20-some home runs now could be like 30? 
Or like, I, I could what, imagine what would happen to his batting if he just if we were like, you're not pitching anymore. And well, would he play in the? Would he be like a first baseman? Or he'd what be in happen? the outfield, outfield mostly. Yeah, yeah I, he does a like lot of a right DH now. or something. That's a good question. I because it's hard to say when you only pitch every five days how much it really does weigh on you. Right. I, yeah, and I'd like to think it doesn't as much. And that's a little bit of an old of school agreeing. take, but it's like. Dudes used to pitch on like, well, way back in the day, guys would pitch for like days and days and days in a row. Mm-hmm. And like even in more recent times, we've been way more protective of these guys' arms, understandably. But yeah, I don't think that his pitching every five days or like his spot in the rotation messes up his offense at all. I, I, I can't imagine so either. Yeah. But Shohai, if you want to come on the show and let us know for sure, please do. Yeah, We'd love to open have invitation. We'd love to have you. Moving along, we had some general news we want to touch. Liverpool top in Man City to take the Community Shield 3-1. to one. Love I believe that. that was last weekend. Um, the highlights were awesome from that, from what I saw. Didn't catch any of it personally. Yeah. We brought up uh, Vince McMahon retiring last week, or stepping down, rather. Yeah, yeah. Forced retired. A little bit of controversy <laughs> with that. Not so much with... Wonderboy Ric Flair stepping down Woo. after defeating Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett in this final match. Uh, 73-year-old going out on top. What a send-off. We love that. 73 years old. Just the, the silver fox in there. Still rock. Great. Ever the nature boy, yeah. Or the nature boy, excuse me. I said Wonderboy. Um, again, not a big WWE guy, but nonetheless... Ric Flair's one, you know. The woos are great. I didn't even do anything to that. Woo! Really, uh, got to give that some emphasis there. Really iconic, memorable forever. Uh, The man is a brand. Total legend. Yep. The man is a brand. Should we all do a woo? Oh, sure. Well, I was going to say, Evan did one. Woo! Did one. Yeah, we're, we're, oh, I'll woo this whole episode. Away. One, two, woo, three. Woo, 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 Danny. Woo! 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 Ric Flair, those are for you. Enjoy your retirement. 73, going out on top. Uh, Amanda Nunes got back on top of the women's UFC bantamweight division. She had lost to Juliana. I always love that bantamweight. I don't even know exactly what that means, but I love the name of it. It almost sounds... Marvel-esque. So I know it's 135 for guys. I don't know if it's but less for women. But what does Bantam come from? Is that like That's Tagalog? Or, I don't know. That's an interesting word. But Where? I love it. But either way, I saw that... Was it Dana White? I don't know if she said it or Dana White was like she has like a chunk missing from her head. That really? Like yeah, like and it was said in like less in a way where it's like she got pretty banged up. But it's like it almost sounded medical. It's like like mm. like it's like the Zapruder film or we something. We need to check on her chunk of her frontal lobe. Bantam is a is a small breed of chicken. There you go. Would not have guessed that. Great, so, love which, that. Which uh, like, the males are noted as being aggressive. There you which go. adds to the, I feel like, the fight. It goes back to cockfighting. Yeah. Yep. This right. is Jerry. The more you know, the more we're learning. Uh, but yeah, I saw Nunes got at least, I think she got 240 or 50 43s on there, which means at least two rounds were very dominant. Yeah. So she's back on top, avenged that loss. Props to Amanda Nunes. Uh, moving along to the PGA here, we had the main story for the week that didn't involve play. We had another defector to the live tour 
two-time Masters champion Bubba Watson. Um, not, you know, and he's not super likable. It's one of those things. Right. And he's a big name. He's a huge name. But it's another case of 45-year-old man who can't win anymore yep. goes to secondary tour to play exhibition matches. And we were texting also about Also noted it. Christian, like, God freak. <laughs> Bubba Watson's like, oh, yeah, the Saudis aren't that bad. The money's sweet. The and, money. All right, whatever. Money but it's like it's always interesting the people that it's always like super where patri- you draw your line. Patriotic Christian people uh, and largely like people concerned with like America's. Uh, I don't know exactly how you want to say it, but yeah, it's just weird the guys that go there and like the lines they choose to go there on. It's just like all right. You're just revealing yourself more as not who you say you are. Right. And we talked about it uh, over text a little when we when I'd sent that news over to you. Going growing the game through God and greed. So, the Bubba yeah. Watson story. They uh it's it's almost like a bridge to the senior tour at this point. Yeah, it's... I mean that's and and that's the kind of the idea when like Steve Stricker was like, it just seems like a member guest and like, you know, I think Tiger, someone was like, Oh, it's just like a hit and giggle. Which really what it is, and they're getting paid an insane amount Handsome of money. money. We yeah. all know that. And if you're all about like get the bag and that's so sick, it's like that's cool and all. But that doesn't negate the fact that they're going to play in a 54-hole tournament with no cut, and it's like no one watches this. What does the winner mean? What does it all mean? Yeah, exactly. It's like, cool. It's like it's I, exhibitions, I, essentially. And it's like, yeah. So, yeah, it is what it is. It's disappointing to see some of these guys do that. Uh, but it's understandable. I mean, you know, for however many millions of dollars, that's fine. But it's not growing the game, and it's destroying a game I love. Yeah, I I don't disagree with that. It's a uh, a league founded on less than less than supportive principles, to put it to put it nicely. Uh, we had the Rocket Mortgage last week, the uh, the championship out there. Tony Finau, he was my steer clear. If you listen to that advice, I'm sorry. He uh, he won his second straight. Uh, tournament his right. fourth ever so he's doubled down in the, yeah, last two weeks. in the last two weeks and good for tony he's finally catching up to that kid count if he makes it three in a row it's all square and and we can leave that narrative behind but what a summer it would be if winning two weeks straight. in a row is great even like let's say your favorite football team like any team winning two games in a row is awesome but yep. yeah two golf tournaments is something else but Really great win. Uh, he seemed to have been enjoying it. I saw a video earlier of him getting off the plane or like coming back home, and there was a welcoming party, and he was like, he was dancing, vibing. Yeah, it was it was really cool, and it, and he's a good guy, good personality, and the talk about him was always once he learns how to win, or like once he can get over the hump, or if he can get a a mean streak in him and win these tournaments. Well, he's found it, and we're seeing it. Yeah, and watch out for him for next year and years to come. Even this FedEx playoff run that's coming up in the next three weeks. But yeah, maybe it does takes a taste of winning, and you're going to keep on doing it. But yeah, Tony Finau is on fire, and we love to see it. Uh, he's put in plenty of work in his career at this point to to earn some of the success that we're. 
that we're getting to win. Yeah, I think he, he won it. Uh, my my prop bet last week was the winner at twenty one under. That was and he won at twenty six under, which was is the uh, record for this tournament. Record under par for this tournament by I, I think a couple of shots. So True. good on Tony, just laying waste. Put it out there. Yeah, get the crap. We love that, and we gotta give uh, we gotta give you a shout out, Doc. You got on the board last week with the rhyme times, hitting your steer clear. Gary Woodland did not make the cut, yeah. so knock that one out of the park. I think I said something about the cut of his jib, and the cut was the opportune word there, and he missed it. Yes, sir, he did. So you are on the board uh, going through our summertime rhyme time here. Joe is currently. Ahead, he's got two points here. Me and Doc are tied with one. So a lot of time left on this one. This is going to be running through uh, the month of August here. Yeah. And so. this Wyndham is the last stop of the regular season for the PGA before the FedEx uh, Cup playoffs start. Very exciting. And that then whittles down from the top 125, make the playoffs. And then for the then the next week, it's the top 70. So it kind of whittles down as it goes through, and there's a couple of names on the bubble trying to get there. But, yeah, this week will be really interesting. It's the final broadcast of Sir Nick Faldo, okay, who's been a long stay in the booth for about 20 years, and he's just retiring to Montana to do some fly fishing and enjoying life, uh, and a river runs through it. But that'll be cool to watch. But, yeah, uh it should be exciting to see what happens here. We're going to be watching some guys like Ricky Fowler and Webb Simpson trying to make it into the playoffs or keep their spots. So, yeah, right on, right on the edge there. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. would be a cool week to keep an eye on the leaderboard. It's a nice weekend to not have much on the agenda. To hopefully tune in some. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of those rhyme times, of which we just referenced, we're going to roll into our rhyme time for this week. Uh, brought to you by Chi-Chi Things, any of your customized merchandise, memorabilia, uh, gifts, anything that you want to make for bachelor, bachelorette parties, you name it, they can get it done for you. Pint glasses, yep, they've got bibs, some... shirts, anything you can think of. It's Absolutely. It's great looking stuff. Just saw a couple pint glasses uh, for our, one of our favorite podcast talking rounds, and those look awesome. Shouts to Chi-Chi Things. Yes, they make a high-quality product there. So we're rolling in Ryan time. I think it's appropriate. We'll start with our hot spot here. Who's winning this weekend? Adam Scott's winning this weekend. That's what I say. That's my pick there. Adam Scott, you're bringing it home. One of the best swings in golf. It's clean. It's pure. He wants to win. It is. Yeah. I have Russell Henley, Bill Russell Henley, to win this week. Boys of summer. Yes, sir. Like that one as well. That's a, that's a name too. I haven't heard that one uh, among our Ron times yet. So Russell, we'll see which, what he's Keep got. Keep an eye out. Joe, what do you got for us? Uh, originally, I was going to go with Shane Lowry, but um, over the course of this this recording. A lot I, of thinking. Yeah, yeah. I decided to go with uh, Will Zalatoris. We've been, we've been calling him back and forth. He's got to win something We soon, like to keep right? that name in the hopper. And, yeah. and you had him in the playoff. As your With top prop last Rick, week, which he did not end up going to a playoff. But Sorry. he did not. Hey, but he maybe, did make maybe this. He was this there week. on the weekend. He had, had a decent weekend, all considered. Uh, so there we go. We got Adam Scott, Russell Henley, Will Zalatoris as our three hot spots. Let's see if we can get hot this week. One of us, our top prop here. I'm gonna roll 
I like this one this week. I think uh, kind of if the if mine hits, it's not good for Joe's hotspot. I'm picking Willie Z to not par or to not birdie any par threes. So all no, week long, might play, all week it wow. might be two days, might be four. That's that played to my top prop as we get onto that. That's so. quite the prop. I love we're making connections here, Doc. What do you got? Uh, mine would be that no one. With a name that is initials, a la, <laughs> and here are the guys in the field with said names, K.H. Lee, C.T. Pan, J.T. Poston, J.J. Spawn, and then, if anything squirrely happens in between now and Thursday, the alternates, D.A. Points and D.J. Trahan, okay. will not be placing in the top 20. None of those six names will you see in the two pages of the leaderboard come the weekend. I like that. It's a good range too. That's a that's a fun pick there. So if you got initials in your name, Doc saying stay home. Joe. Uh yeah. So kind of relating to Ted's proposition of Will Zalatoris not having any birdies on the par threes. I'm going with a uh, top prop of there's going to be two holes in one, or two hole in ones, I guess I should say. Okay. And uh, may they both go to Zalatoris. <sighs> That'd be so funny That'd be if that's great. how they'd all worked out. Yeah, and you said wouldn't make a birdie, Ted. Yeah. Not not any better than a birdie. So if he can make a couple ones and a couple threes, you guys can magical. both be alive. And Will can still win it. And would love to see it. That'd be a match. That'd put us round. on the board. to put us on the map. As it were. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty... Uh, Joe might need to get a job as a psychic if he's calling <laughs> right, all of that right. happening. Um, so steering clear. I got Adam Svensson running with the Adams here. One's winning. One's getting cut. Svensson, it's not your weekend. Played pretty well last um, at the Rocket Mortgage overall, but not here. Not I have local boy Webb Simpson missing the cut and in turn the FedEx Cup playoffs. Yeah, I think he's at 117 out of 125 right now. So he'll he'll at least need to make the if he makes the cut, he'll probably stay safe and we'll see him next week. But if he misses it early season. And he won't. But yeah, I think North Carolina I think he's a Raleigh guy or whatever. But yeah, in North Carolina boy will miss the cut and the playoffs. Sad to say but we'll see you in the jail cell pal all right hey well hopefully not but hey we'll see joe steering clear who you got to wrap us up i'm gonna ride with the hot hand of uh justin rose he uh he's one of my points on the board and may he be a second point on the board for this weekend so there we go adam svenson webb simpson justin rose by all accounts at least here on chopping lines don't expect to see them teeing off any time on your local television uh, channels on Saturday, missing the cut. So that's our Wyndham Championship rhyme time. We're going to roll on in here to the NFL. We also, uh, after that, we'll talk about the NFC East. That's going to be our focus today. Firstly, the new, if that's a word, uh, we had the news of Deshaun Watson's suspension officially come out. Six games is what it was. What are your thoughts? Uh initially it seems like he got off light to me no fine like he's getting a one million dollar salary this year that's not being touched but a 45 million dollar signing bonus which also wasn't touched yeah which just seems a little odd but 
reports are that the NFL kind of wanted it to be much harsher to kind of uh, quell any type of scandal or, or more talk. And that's kind of why the idea of they put it in this judge's hands to be the arbiter. So she came down with it. But here's a funny thing. Per the collective bargaining agreement that the NFL and the NFLPA agreed on, if the NFL is to appeal, which it seems like they are thinking about doing, interesting. Roger Goodell then becomes the sole arbiter to fix said situation. He can decree whatever he'd like. So if they think that this is too light, I'd say look for an appeal and they'll try to maybe give him an extra two games or more. I mean, there are thoughts that they kind of wanted him gone for a year or maybe just like not allowed to play again, but that's all scuttlebutt. But it is weird that the NFLPA would agree to that part of the CBA where it's like, it just then defers to Roger. Trump card. Yeah. But all of those negotiations are really just about money, like about players getting more guaranteed money. So like you can see how things slip through the crack, but much like a lot of things, the NFL, that little tidbit is so like dog and pony show where it's like, what are we fucking doing here? Like, I they I think that that's why the, the judge was a bit of a pat not a patsy but it's like it's kind we'll of we'll use that light. as cover and then if it's not what we want it to be then we'll appeal then it's on and you. then I was like oh it's actually twelve games yeah you know what I mean so I initially thought it was going to be an eight game suspension um, the more I thought about it as it got closer I see the major league baseball giving Trevor Bauer two years yeah um, you know for you know seemingly like some pretty graphic and yeah. not okay things similar um, type of. But not nearly as predatory Case. as the claims, and you know these these are claims for the sake of right. you know legalities here. Um, none of these got past. I think the judge's ruling was only on like five out of the forty. I think or like four 60, or five. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's not necessarily taking in the the whole account of these accusations. Correct. But with all the payouts that we're seeing from not only Watson uh, or settlements rather than payouts, but uh, the Houston Texans as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't even think this is a smoke and fire thing. I think this is kind of like a fire and they're putting a fucking screen in front of it. Right. Just kind of hoping you buy what's on the screen. Right. Um, I didn't know that about Goodell. That's going to be interesting to see if he does kind of trump card that. Well, they gave, Tom Brady, four games for, like, lying about deflating footballs. I mean, like, they, it, it, it seems kind of uh, incongruent, this, for, for how many accusations were levied, and seemingly what little, like, so six games. I mean, the, the Browns were probably prepared to eat a full year suspension. It's like... I mean, like oh, everybody yeah. on, they everybody contract on that the way. structured Watson, Cleveland Browns side of things are probably happy about the six game thing yeah oh they have to be this is not the end of this story and we'll be covering it for the weeks to come and it'll probably be i mean his first game back supposed to be against our ravens right we will watch it all but some of the reports have been when he appeared at brown's training camp he was getting embraced yeah Yeah, i saw videos of it and that's a funny thing that fandom and sports can do to someone it's like Winning. It's talks. one thing if he's your quarterback and that's a 16 suspension, but to cheer a man with such serious accusations yeah. and and with such a plethora, uh, like so many uh, and accumulations, like kind of weird to like cheer that guy. Yeah, I understand in, you being in middle of July or whatever. Like. I I understand you being inherently happy that your franchise has its superior talent back. That's 
as a fan, I get that. Right. But like you said, that's you're not cheering that still. Right. It's like a quiet fist bump. Is the starter? We yes. Or, uh, or like Josh Rosen's the backup, and I think Josh Dobbs will also compete for that okay. backup job. A lot so. of J's. A lot of J's. A lot of J's. Smoke it up, Cleveland, these six weeks uh, <laughs> with Watson on the sideline. We had, uh, uh, earlier in the week, we had Derwin James, Debo, and DK Metcalf. They reported to practice the for, they, we like that, all on the West Coast too. Um, we had them all report to practice for conditioning, but they did not practice because they were in contract disputes. That got DK and Debo contracts. DK got his on Thursday, three years and 72 mil. And Debo got his uh, two days later on Sunday, three for 75 and a half. Yeah, so he just got that nod by 1.5. Set the bar. Interesting thing, they share the same agent, so whoever that dude is got paid. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, and they're both great talents. And do you think, I mean, like, will we see kind of like, will DK take on more of a Debo-esque role where it's like, we're going to be, you're going to be carrying the ball more. We might be doing a little more backfield things with you. I mean, I don't think so. They just sent, spent a second round pick on uh, running back Kenneth Walker from Michigan State, who mm-hmm. uh, looks, I've wrote a little bit about him. He looks really exciting. He looks electric. They got Rashad Penny, who finished yeah. last week. I think he, or last year, I believe it was like in his last four games, he had 650 yards or something. Like he went in at the end of the year, yeah. looked as good as he's ever looked in his career. So I think. If they can kind of keep the defense honest with Lockett and Metcalf on the outside, that that would be best overall, regardless of who's quarterback, whether it's Geno or Drew Locke. Um, I like both of these deals also. I think the DK one's fair because with it being three years, if they can't get the quarterback situation straight, he can bounce and get his new contract wherever he wants. But he's showing some loyalty to the team in the meantime. Uh, Debo... Getting a little bit more seems right because he does a little bit more in the running game, of course. Yeah. And it's also, again, a three-year thing. I think that's almost safer for San Francisco where it's like if he gets a little bit banged up carrying this extra load, they can kind of cut ways then. And that'd be... And that's that. Yeah, that's like, that. we paid you your bag. Yeah. We did right by you. Right. You helped us out. Good luck. Uh, so I like both those deals. It's nice when they're not too obscene where we can't kind of make some sense of them. I, I really want the Ravens to also kind of structure a shortish deal with Lamar. I don't want it to be like a 10 year thing. I think five yeah. to six. Would yeah. Be I think the that's best. just in sports. That, like, I, when we talk to Juan Soto stuff, it's like, I don't want to give anyone a 10 year, 12 year contract. It's no. Like, who knows what's happened? That's a lot of so time. much time. Yeah. So much time. And things happen um, and things fall apart. Other guys who recently had extensions, Kyler Murray. Uh, he got his last week. He also recently joined the FaZe clan. So I guess you could say he got an extension with them as too that or them as well. That's a uh, Twitch video game streaming group for <laughs> those of you like, not in the know. This is all Latin to me. Yeah, I was going to say I'm not in that know as either. Uh but Brawny James and Ben Simmons are part of that as well and you know for a guy who just was very openly publicly upset about getting shit on for having a clause in his contract about not playing enough video or too much video games. Yeah. This is a bad look. Yeah, it really is. And didn't you say like, 
on that account, he had logged like 300 hours of game Oh, no, time. that was sarcastic. Uh, I was, but uh, I was saying, you can way. track that. Well, you yeah, can I'm literally sure track could, how, but, like, whatever yeah. it is. It's like, you got to have a burner account for your fucking Counter-Strike. Uh, oh, he definitely does. He uh, Apparently, he's a big um, he's a Call, Call of Duty, Duty guy. guy. Yeah. Yep. And uh, shout out part of my take. I don't remember what the exact stats were, but they put out a video uh, over this weekend that was more or less because I guess uh, Call of Duty releases the game around the was same it like time from every his year. Twitch stream and is he bad? No, no, it was <laughs> I hope his stat. He was uh, his stats before and after the yearly Call of Duty release are like substantially better. Uh, yeah. And it, oh, it, like, yeah, like they did like a they they the shadow yeah like, tracked it. Yeah, it's it's really great. funny. I I apologize for not being prepared and having it offhand, yeah. but it's worth checking out. It's a funny stat. Uh, that wasn't the clause wasn't there for no reason, uh, and it's showing more and more that he's probably not going to be worth those five years and two hundred thirty-five or two hundred thirty point five million. Mm-hmm. Happy to be stuck with Lamar, uh, Ryan Kerrigan, another local player uh, for the Washington. He he was a Redskin now. Uh, now the Commanders, no longer yeah. the football team. For those keeping track, yeah, should have been the football. Yeah, three names and. How many years, homie? I can divide, but it should have been the Washington football team. Like the Commanders is so whack. And we like, can actually, because we're gonna roll into the NFC East uh, here, so we can actually save that for for one more second. Sure, uh, yeah, I can that's gonna be all a fun of my one. shit on NFC East teams for one. But I payload, and we will have that opportunity here. I just wanted to give Kerrigan a shout out. He was yeah. a sturdy player. He retired with the uh, Washington. Washington team, the Commanders, the Commandos, whatever you want to call them. Uh, so losers. Enjoy your retirement, Ryan. You were a really solid player there for a long time. You have earned this. So as we alluded to earlier, we're going to be rolling into our divisional coverage. We've been doing one week leading up to the season. We're in week three here of this, which means after this, we got five weeks to go till week one of the NFL year. Very exciting. Can't wait. We're talking about the NFC East here today, a very polarizing division uh, across the country by all accounts. And we'll start here with um, the team. Is it you're either a fan of one of these four teams or you hate or them all. you hate them all. Yep, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and we'll start with the uh, the team that's pretty much forced upon you and I as America's team. The Dallas Cowboys, they they won the division last year. And that Dak's a leader. <laughs> they are favorites to do it again. Um, they actually, we talked, uh, I don't remember if it was on a practice recording or what, but we talked about Denver selling for four bill a few weeks ago. Um, Dallas, a report just came out. They were valued at 7.64 bill uh, this week, which is fucking insane. And that's the highest in the world, right? For any sports franchise. So very valuable there. And yeah, like great marketing, for a team that's done jack shit for 30 years. And but again, it is what it is. But it, that is a wild number, 7.6 billion. Because I always remember hearing of, you know, three and four. I mean, I feel like the last evaluation of the... It was like four and a half. Like four and a half yeah. or four or five, something like that's that. That's nearly but double. Yeah, like 7.6. That's something else. Crazy. Uh, so they won it last year. Their favorites again. They're plus 135 this year. They traded Amari Cooper to the Cleveland Browns for a fifth-round pick. Uh, they also lost Randy Gregory in a contract dispute of sorts with Denver. They had him signed, so they thought 
for essentially the same price. And then there was some wording that Gregory didn't like. And he bounced to Denver for the same contract. Kind of a weird, uh, weird thing. Someone says someone you don't like it. Pretty much. Um, so he is gone there. So they tried to replace him with Robert Quinn. I think it's kind of a wash there. But I think that their defense is due to regress. Trayvon Diggs was Robert stupid good Quinn, last year. Eskimo. Or, uh, yeah, that's it. I was thinking um, Dan Quinn's their defensive coordinator. So a lot of Quinn's on the defensive Salzburg side. Salzburg University grad. Shout out. Yes, sir. Former Super Bowl coach. Appearing <laughs> coach. coach. Yeah. Uh, Shouts to Dan Quinn. Go goals. Absolutely. But I, I think Trayvon Diggs is set to regress. He had so many interceptions last year. He was um, – he really just led the way, and I, I don't think that's going to be sustainable moving forward. Uh, so one more thing I saw the other day, Jerry Jones kind of indicating on one of his many uh, press appearances that yeah, – yeah. yeah, that's funny that you say his – Jerry was making his media rounds because I saw like at – training camp he was sitting down in some like director's chairs with guys from the nfl network and he was in his like big dog fat boy shirt like it was like a triple xl cowboy shirt and he was like sitting there all sweaty and like living out the 90s yeah it was just really funny to see and he was going off on his little soapbox about he and jimmy johnson need to figure it out no they clearly don't and it seems more to be like jerry i think is threatened by jimmy it's like jimmy came and won two or three super bowls and then left or whatever damaged ego he got into the hall of fame and then jerry it seemingly tried to upstage it by being like well and we're gonna let him into the cowboys ring of honor (laughs) and he hasn't done it yet and then like jimmy said something about it and in that same fat boy shirt he was like, well, J- Jimmy's Jimmy's sniveling a little bit. Jimmy, uh, sniveling's going to get you nowhere. <laughs> and it's just like, all right. Like, just, like you condescending. Yeah, prick. holding out this donut on a fishing pole, making Jimmy chase it around. Probably doesn't even want it at this point. A, shitty, and B, hilarious. But, but he that's said what it, you get when you follow the Cowboys news and, cycle. And he said it's a make-or-break year for Mike McCarthy, which... I don't know how last year wasn't. I thought <laughs> Mike McCarthy made and broke himself in Green Bay. I never understood that hire to no, begin with. Out of the gate. Yeah, fucking, yeah, Mike McCarthy. And what does make or break mean? Like, you better win the fucking Super Bowl. I think that is actually Or, like, go to the MC Championship yeah, game. Like, that's no, about I, all you can do to make that. Yep. So, I, I don't know what they think they've done to change the team this year. That's kind of where they're at. I wouldn't be surprised if McCarthy is fired mid-season. You heard it here first on Chopping Lines. Moving to Philadelphia right up the road from us. They made a splash on the NFL draft night. Trading for A.J. Brown after drafting for or drafting Jordan Davis, a mountain of a man from Georgia. Um, they signed A.J. Brown to a four-year, $100 million extension. So should be a pretty nice Peace with Devontae Smith up there in Philly. Yeah. Uh, J- or doing Jalen Hurts a lot of favors in terms of weapons, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, they're the most exciting team in the NFC East, that's for sure. And I mean, maybe the most talented overall. Yeah. They signed um, Bradbury, uh, James Bradbury, the cornerback who was playing for the Giants. They took him from a division rival at that, uh-huh. so now they've got him with Darius Slay. 
maybe the best set of corners they've had uh, in my lifetime watching Darius the Eagles. Slay, King. It's a, it's a great name. Um, but reports I've been reading are that Hertz has looked really bad in practice so far. A lot of mm. interceptions, not moving the offense. So a little discouraging, maybe just getting some chemistry yeah, with that's Brown. Just, you know, that's what you want in training camp. Yeah, and make your mistakes scrimmages. now. It's like, yeah, fuck it, do all that now, and hopefully we can get you squared away come week one. Yeah, and you know, just putting that out for there for the fantasy players. You know, he's being projected pretty high right now. I've seen some rank him uh, in the top three projected as far as quarterbacks go. So. Not a good start for him, at least what the reports are saying, but reports are reports. They're not always true. A fun Like the anonymous defensive coordinator was like, if Lamar wins yeah. 12 MVPs, he's still not a tier one quarterback, which is like... Well, what do you do to that, win 12? Uh, of course, an anonymous person said that because no one would want their name attached to something so stupid. Yep, clown Sorry shit. for interjecting them. No, no, clown shit, but... We'll go for, to a clown franchise here, the, <laughs> the Commanders of Washington. Uh, we touched briefly on that name change. It's a terrible decision. Yeah. Um, as bad as the Guardians. Worse, maybe. I I, mm, I don't know. Guardians they're, is bad, man. Yeah, they're both really yeah, bad. It is. I mean, they're both bad. And that's why it's like There's, I was more along the like watching football team, like, that's why there's Why name all these teams after silly fucking animals or like random like Like, oh, we're in DC, we're gonna have a commander. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just like how about if it's just the Washington Europe. football team? They're yeah, just yeah. football yeah, club. Yeah, Chelsea Football Club and like Arsenal FC, all of that. Yeah. That's why it's worse because they had a name that was fine. People were getting used to the WFT. The W on the side of the helmet was sharp, it was bold. I liked it. I was WFT, the what fuck those. Yep. <laughs> hey, it was a lot better than anything else they were bringing to the table. Uh, Daniel so- Snyder's had a mess of a offseason here. From his yacht in the south of France. It's, it's <laughs> being cr- deposed for and just, a lot of the same things that, I mean, it's been it's, going on for it's, years. And it's Deshaun Watson esque. See, this is why I think that goes, there's a little more fire to that smoke of the NFL wanting to appeal and like I mean it's harder to get rid of an owner than to punish a quarterback it shouldn't be but yeah right it shouldn't be but it just is but yeah like Daniel Snyder shouldn't own <laughs> that team no. it's like it's been year in year out for 10 or so years of just like this is a pretty awful it's a situation. shit show yeah. at best and you're not winning either no it's like it's not like you can be like well we're putting up rings yeah you had one year with rg3 you broke him All right and then that's it you went to kirk cousins he had taylor heineke Shout last to year Nada. and yeah I, that was brutal to watch uh, and then they just moved on this year to carson wentz who was Seemingly happily traded by the Colts for anything. Jim Ursay was yeah, less I mean, than endorsing. Yeah, it's like good for Carson Wentz. I mean, that, whatever. Yeah, that. I gotta think this is his last stop if he can't get it done. Right? Yeah, I mean, you'd think so. And because it's not been good. No. After that first year or two in Philly or whatever. I well, mean, that wasn't even like. It wasn't even like brilliance that we saw but when he, he got fine. hurt. Like, when he had a really, he was an MVP candidate the year he got hurt. Yeah, and he's just been terrible since. And yeah. all his improv plays that he was famous for have almost all gone bad. Um, I think it's going to go bad again here in Washington. 
you know, sucks for Terry McLaurin. He got his bag at least. But our last team in the NFC East, the New York Football Giants. Seemingly Daniel Jones' last hurrah for for those keeping score at the house. Talk about a team completely under the radar, though, especially as far as like a team from New York can go. But when I think of this division, they are the last one I think of. They're they're plus 700 right now in terms of betting to win the division, which is the last of them. But I like them more than Washington personally. Yeah, that might not be a bad bad flyer to take there. I agree. A lot of people are talking, especially in the fantasy circles, is Saquon back? Is Saquon elite? Is Pers- Saquon Barkley? I well, it's, it's, it's seemingly, uh, <laughs> but I, you know, I've never been that high on him. He's only had a really good rookie season. I would have loved had the Ravens right. traded for him. So I'm not going to sit here and deny that. Sure, he's I mean got he's an insane talent. talent. Yeah, but he's had like just like Carson a rough couple of years yeah, since his first year. And I gotta see it first. Running backs are. A, Dime a dozen now, and especially after yeah, three or four years in the league yeah. and a couple injuries, it's like I don't know. I mean, it's not his fault he got drafted that high. No, but no, no. It's just it's just the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, you know, absolutely. We'll, I mean, I hope him all the best. Both we'll to see. I mean, I feel like he still probably does have some gas in the tank. But he should. He's yeah. had enough time on the sideline. It'll be interesting to see. We'll see how, uh, how explosive he is coming back here. Yeah, uh, but we'll pick our. Winners for these divisions here. I've been going back and forth on this. Uh, when I did the original um, preseason release, I actually picked the Cowboys to win. After the Eagles signed Bradbury, I I think I'm leaning towards them bringing it home. Uh, they're plus 165 right now. I think Hurts is a dual threat. I think that they've got some good weapons. Goddard solid over the middle. Their defense should be pretty pretty good. Philadelphia is my pick to win the division. Yeah, I, I will, against my heart, take the Cowboys because I just think they're still the class of that division. And that class is study hall. So they're basically <laughs> going to fuck around and then happen into the playoffs and probably lose <laughs> that first playoff matchup. But either way, I, I still I like the Cowboys to win that division. That's not a bad play there. They're plus 135, so you're still in the plus money there. Joe, what are you thinking for us? Um, I'd honestly like to have a reason to pick the Giants, but um, I like Philadelphia a lot. They usually have some strong talent. Cowboy. But Dallas is just... Cowboy. Mm. It's Dallas. You're a cowboy. So so I think I have to go with the Cowboys. Dallas just always seems to pull it off. I mean, yeah, they don't win every year back to back to back. But um, maybe this is the beginning. This will be where some lines are starting to get drawn on who's going to end up pulling away on this divisional draw here. I like that, Joe. Uh, I do also kind of piggyback that the Giants are sleepers. If Daniel Jones can decide not to suck, they could be a team to watch this year. Uh, So we're going to be rolling into trivia here. Going to be channeling in our good friend correspondent Kev. Going to bring our four questions in. Uh, As we had talked about last week, we actually got Joe wearing the L chain. We'll post this to the social media. Uh, That was his consequence for losing the July shortened month, albeit. Uh, We'll give him the asterisk there. 
Um, so we're into August, new scores. We're going to see who decides to take home what should be the hottest month of the summer here. All right, and we are live here on the Google Meet. We got correspondent Kev chiming in. Kev, how are you tonight? I'm good, good. Glad to be back, gentlemen. Yes, sir. Second week in a row. We got a new month, as we had just talked about prior to getting you on. We got five weeks here in the month of August, so a lot of action here coming up on trivia. We're going to have 20 questions in August. Let's hear the first one, Kev. All right. It's a theme to this week. We've got, since it's a Hall of Fame week for the NFL, Hall of Fame game, as well as the induction. They're all going to be the, the Hall of Fame theme. So question number one, start off easy, one point. Thursday, August 4th, we got the Hall of Fame game. Name the two teams playing in that game. We got A, Steelers and the Cowboys. B, the Patriots and the Panthers. C, the Jaguars and the Raiders. And D, the Packers and the 49ers. Damn it, I should have paid more attention. I should know this too. Yeah. All right, we're going to flip in five, four, three, two, one. I put C, and we got two A's. C is correct. I knew it. What teams? The Jaguars and the Raiders, right? That's it, yep. Usually teams with guys getting inducted. I thought it was an obscure name when I heard it. I couldn't remember it offhand, and I was like, there's – there's, that's got to be it. And who is it again? The Jaguars and the Raiders. Yeah, it's like only one of those teams that produced any Hall of Famers, oddly enough. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, but uh, it pays to attention. That's awesome. Well, I'll take the first one there. Better than I was doing in July. Let's go into question two. All right, question number two. Name the schools that are tied with the most NFL Hall of Famers with 14. Two points, by the way. Okay. We've got A, Alabama and Georgia, B, Ohio State and Michigan, C, Miami and Tennessee, or D, USC and Notre Dame. All right, we're going to flip them, boys, in three, two, one. I got a C. Doc's got a C. Joe's got a D. Joe, correct. USC wow. and Notre Dame. I, had, I mean, they're all famous, so they got to be schools that were doing well a long time ago. Right, exactly. These Hall of Famers probably are from the. When did Rudy 50s get into the 60s, Hall of Fame? Right. <laughs> M- missed that one. 1982. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Good year drop. Good year drop. So Joe taking the lead here, foreign territory to the kid. Let's see if he can hold it after question three here. What do we got? All right. Question three, three-pointer. How many number one overall picks have gone on to the NFL Hall of Fame? We've got A, 14, B, 12, C, 10, or D, 11. Hmm. All right. And we're going to flip. Doc's got B. Me and Joe have D. Ophers all around. It is A. 14 oh, wow. number one picks have gone on to the Hall of Fame. I wouldn't have guessed that. We had that similar one for uh, baseball like two weeks ago, and it was only two, right? I know. It's ironic, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I guess it's a easier draft. Or, you know, you can spot the talent more in NFL, I suppose. Clearly. And there, there's been an NFL draft a lot longer, too. Than yeah, baseball. that's true. That's true. All right, here, well. Boys. Well, first over of August. Glad we got it out of the way. 
let's uh, not do it again. Question four. Wrap us right. up. Wrap us up. Fan question of the week. Hall of Fame game is played in Canton, Ohio. Which NFL owner is the stadium they played in named after? It's three points as well. It's a little toughy. We got A, Jerry Jones, B, Pat Bolin, C, Tom Benson, or D, Steve Bishotti. And can we get the stadium name as a reference? <laughs> uh, Doc, no. Doc loves Jerry Jones. <laughs> He's a leader. A Texan, America. <laughs> All right, we're going to Arkansas, boy. Three, two, one. We all put C. You are all correct. Hey, Ooh, look yes. at this. The late Tom Benson. Look the late at... Tom Benson of the Saints. Look at that. Yeah. Honestly, would have thought it would have been like Paul Brown, like Paul Brown Stadium Jr. or something. It would make sense. <laughs> I yeah. was waiting for a Ralph Wilson name to get dropped yeah. there. Uh, that, yeah. was, uh, that was the one I was looking out for there. But hey, Stram would have been a good one. So, hey, look at that, guys. We had... We got Joe with five points. We got myself with four. Doc with three. So we're all on the board. That's a I four three double. Nice and competitive. Pleasant development after last week. <laughs> uh, while we got you here, what are your thoughts yeah. on uh, Trey Mancini? No more. We talked about him a little earlier. I, if Mike Elias thinks it is the right deal, you got to go for it. You got to take emotion out of it. Um, great guy. Sad to see him go, but I'm sure in the long run it'll pay off. They weren't going to. I don't think they're going to bring him back. They might. You never know. But they didn't extend him. He's a nine-week rental, and they got two prospects for him. So hard to be too mad at it. Now, if the Astros are in the World Series, do we pull for them for Trey? Or does it depend on who they I, play against? Or like, or is that that's not even a factor? It's like, we love you, Trey. It'd but be like, cool if it was him versus uh, San Diego, so we got Machado in Oh, there. yeah. like <laughs> We can cool. see all of our former conquests. <laughs> all of our winners. Living best lives as we're home <laughs> on the couch. Yeah, thanks. No thanks. It's like, we find them. They just don't win here. Yeah. <laughs> that's the life of a Pittsburgh Pirate fan there. <laughs> Seriously. My girlfriend married Jeff Bezos. <laughs> oh, cool. Yes, yeah. that, uh, got you to I the guess top. I'm happy for you. <laughs> yeah, right. Give yourself a pat on the back. But we we appreciate ha- uh, you coming on, Kev. Uh, thank you for the help with the blogs, of course. As always, this week we'll be continuing to pump out some content as we progress even closer to the NFL season. So it's been a lot of fun so far. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Trivia is always all of our favorite parts of the show. Glad to be a part of it, gentlemen. Any way I can help. Later, brother. All right, boys. Take it easy, man. Yeah. All right, and a big uh, shout-out to Correspondent Kev, always giving us some good questions, some good stuff to work with uh, in terms of trivia, in terms of blog content. We love having him on board. So thank you again. Second week in a row, we'll be having him again next Monday. Uh, We're going to be rolling into our soapboxes here to wrap things up. I'm going to take the lead here for us, guys. It's going to be a little subtle flex. I was out at the tasting room the other day um, with the with the wife. Got a little lunch. It was it was nice overall. Um, had the bus boy. I, I had to ask for or the bartenders for my food. Or what was up with it? Not usually a picky Lindsay, guy overall. Yep, Lindsay. Lindsay yep, yeah. shout out. Um, so I was like, you know, it seems a little bit long for a cheese pizza and an order of wings. Uh, not not exactly a picky guy there. Uh, so then, as soon as I asked it, there's this little bus boy who comes running out. He's got 
both of my plates in his hands with towels. So immediately as a former kitchen guy myself, I know that shit's been in the window for X amount of time. So he proceeds to like hand it to me as he's telling me it's really hot. <laughs> um, and me being the former kitchen guy myself, I just like take the plates in both hands and just kind of look at him. Like you were establishing dominance. Yeah, and, and I didn't yeah. even mean to do it at first. It was like just the way he came at me. It was like, again, subtle flex, not not anything crazy, but it's like, this is hot to you. You got to get your weight up some. Do right. you think he was just trying to uh, trick you or like convince you that they are a lot like more uh, fresh? This is no, like, this no, is no. Hot off the not when it's the plate. Yeah. Bro. Not when it's the plate. If the food's hot, that's one thing. Yeah, but, but the uh, but the hot plate indicates that it was it's been heat lamp. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. And the food was great. No complaints whatsoever. Yeah. Beer was great as always. Um, but yeah, just my little subtle flex, little kid tried to. And I love that peek behind the curtain. I I wouldn't know that. Yeah, but yeah. If yep. The plate's hot. It's like and it's been sitting. This isn't hot because the food's hot. Correct. Yeah. Nine, unless you're getting a skillet. Yeah. Unless you're getting a skillet. Bayside skillet, where life is good. And that's gonna be popping here soon uh, for the White Marlin Open. But kitchen hands, that's my soapbox. Uh, if you've uh, been in the if you've been in the restaurant game, you know what I'm talking about, uh, for better or for worse. What do you got for us, though? Oddly enough, right on the same kind of wavelength as you, uh, it has to do about going out to eat, and it's these these waitresses. Normally, it's a waitress, but it's like everything's. Oh, here you go, honey. Uh, what do you want, darling? Oh, you, you're good, baby. You need a refill, baby. It's like, uh, I'm like a whole one year older than you. You're like 29. And it's weird that you're talking to me in such like a, a like child. pandering, like condescending way. It's like, it's one thing. Like there's a lady that works at a great diner I go to locally and she's like 75 and she's legit Grandpa old. It's always like, them. oh, baby. Like, no. I was like, I, that's great. That's folksy. That's a I appreciate that, and I still like. I don't really like love that, but I'll give it to you. She's grandmothered in. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But yesterday at getting lunch, it was someone that was probably in their early to mid forties, and it was all, oh, oh, honey, and oh, blah, blah, blah. oh, 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 darling, you want some sweet tea? You want some sweet tea, darling? Oh, here you go, honey. And, you're and, a like, and she knows right, you as like, a regular, too. A, I don't know you. Yeah, I mean, A, I don't know you, but B, I kind of do know you as a regular. And C, it's like, I just don't get that whole approach. I mean, I understand it's supposed to be, like, folksy and, like, oh, it's like, we know each other. It's like, you're at home here, and I'm going to talk to you like that. It's like, well, just don't. Like, here's my order, it's just my beer is taking like five minutes too long to get over here. So like, let's just keep this bing, bang, boom. Yeah. It's like you're entering in my order into like into a, a like handheld device. Anyway, you're not even writing this shit down, like point a pencil out of your butt. Should be ready by the time it's you like, get yeah, there. Yeah. So it's like, once you have, once you have not pulled the writing utensil out of your hair behind your ear and writing it down onto like a triplicate paper form, 
you get to, you lose all privileges of calling me baby, honey, darling, sugar, anything like that. Having also, that. you have to be to like AARP age to drop that on me as well. Honestly, to add to that, yeah, it should be the servers that don't need any writing utensil. They don't need any notebook. You've been doing it long notebook. enough. They have that. Steel it's all just wrapping around in that little brain. It's just like, I know exactly what you want. Like a West Virginia mating call. Yeah, rattling around. <laughs> sure. Boone County mating call. <laughs> Oh goodness, that's a great drop there too. Uh, Wild West, Wild Whites of West Virginia. That's a, that's a great net. If that's even still on Netflix, <laughs> Joe, why don't you wrap us up here with your soapbox? What do you got? Um, I guess if anything, uh, it's not food related. It's more of what I've been binging on. Is a uh, oh, you say not food related? But oh, yeah, binging binge, on it. It's a little different. <laughs> Uh, fired up <laughs> on Netflix. It uh, intrigues me by it's a it's a reality show contest, kind of like Top Chef or like America's Next Top Model kind of thing. Is are but you the blown one? glass? Okay, uh, so, I was gonna say so again, more food related, but no, it's, nope. it's about glass. Getcha. I used to yeah. eat glass as a kid. Oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> That's how I got the voice I do today. The um, dulcet tones of a so, glass eater. Yeah, so uh, fired up. It's blown gra- a glass. It's it's cool, but um, it's and it's it, called what? Fired up. Yeah, don't, I like that term. Don't yeah. watch it for anything other than them just the art like, making it because it fucking sucks. Otherwise, okay, like it is torturous going through and they use torches because they straight up like it's it's just like a whole agenda thing everybody's got something they've got their own soapbox yeah you know and it just gets to be too much but uh it's it's fucking cool it makes me want to like there's so there's a community college like down the street from here i might just get a a fucking like glass blowing class right it's like i'm renting a kiln Oh, yeah. yeah, that'd be badass. They've got that'd one down great. street in Salisbury. Too. Yeah, I had a friend that got really into blowing glass, and you can make a bunch of useful things, and also just some really cool art that is just like paper wings or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, kind of piggybacking on one of those shows that's really cringy to watch, but kind of is cool at the end. That uh, Netflix show is it Cake? Ah. awful to watch it, it is a terrible watch either see i'm like out i'm i'm up to the point where they the reveal yeah. is it a cake and they, that is exactly what you're watching yeah they make some cra- and i i'll be honest i got through about an episode of it and i was like Same fuck here. this this is cringy at best it's had, not worth the art they had the I'm one person from workaholics art. on it and it was just brutal who yeah. do you know which oh, one right. i don't know the name but Anders, it's Anders? no no it wasn't the top three it was like a side character like blake like, uh, was it Kyle? He, he needs a ride from like this pizza uh, joint. So it's like a tertiary character it's on the Comedy Central it show work all from five years. It's ago. like it's a like, twenty second character. It's like a D list, like get <laughs> ga- like on their best judge. day. It's like this is a band you've never heard of. But he was on a show once, you may have heard. And now you're going to hear him talk about cake. <laughs> yes. It's like, great, I'm glad we have noted cake expert dude from next door. <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh, like that soapbox there, might uh, might maybe check out the highlights on YouTube, save myself the fast-forwarding time. But e- either way, I'm sure that is a... I, I like the concept. I'm sure the execution sucks. But that's with a lot of things on TV nowadays, so neither here nor there. Um... 
We're going to wrap up today's show. It's been a fun one, all considered. Uh, really enjoyed knocking this out with you guys. Injection uh, for the confection. We're going to be, uh, in terms of some housekeeping stuff, piece of cake indeed. A piece of uh, crumb cake. Took a slice out of this week. Uh, so we're going to have the NFC East preview. We talked about it today. We'll go a little bit more in depth on the blog tomorrow. Check it out in the morning. Uh, you'll see on any other social media when it's up. We have our MLB trade deadline review coming out Wednesday. So the review or the uh, deadlines Tuesday evening. Give me a little bit of time to put together a few more details. Get caught up on that to release it Wednesday. So if you haven't been keeping up, that'll help. Uh, we'll have our minor league spotlight on Carter Baumler. Uh, a uh, shortbird who me and Joe almost saw pitch once. Um, he'll be uh, coming. That allegedly. Block. <laughs> yeah, he uh, yeah he told told me he was uh, just getting scratched for for the day. Got out of routine, and then he's on the IL. So Carter, we love you. Nice guy. Signed an autograph. Maybe not the most truthful. We'll find out. But he's got his spotlight coming out Thursday. We'll be recording again August eighth. That's a Monday. That'll be releasing the ninth. So keep a lookout for that. We'll talk about the NFC South, all of the goings on of this most or upcoming week and all that good stuff. Uh, please feel free to uh, shoot us your fan questions of the week on any of our socials. Shoot us a like, shoot us a follow. If there's anything you're looking for us to talk about on the show, write about in the blog, let us know. We'll see what we can do for you all. But those of you still listening at this point, we really appreciate having you on. Doc, you got any words for us before we go? No, just like every other week, had a blast, uh, and we left a plate for you in the fridge. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Showing Hopefully up, like, you guys will be all right over the next couple of days. Showing up like Dirk with the plot or with the uh, tin foil wrap over the paper plate, going to work. This is chopping lines. Chop a line now. Mm-hmm.